Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, a podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. I had to read it that time. It's okay. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. It's been one of those brain mush weeks, so we'll give you a pass. God. Thank you. Thank you. And You're it's welcome. our birthday. So It is our birthday. We're a year old. <laughs> We're a year old. Oh we should gosh. have at least two babies in the Duggar system by now. I know. <laughs> and we've had like probably like three weddings in our show's life. Yeah, and it's been a pandemic and yeah. God. That's Imagine true. if it wasn't a pandemic year, like how I guess it doesn't matter. It probably would have been the same because they didn't do anything. They would different. they would have been more blatant about it, I think. Because I think they were just like, mm-hmm. let's not post about it on social media except for the big things of their bullshit. Yeah. <sighs> do you think all the Duggars have Finstas? Like, so oh, gosh. only they post? Some God. of them do. They have to. You know Josh Duggar does, for sure. Oh, yeah, he has, like, Thirst Trap Instagram. Oh, God, I know. Josh Duggar <sighs> has an OnlyFans. I don't know. Oh, Lord, I need to burn my brain out for thinking about that now. I'm I'm very sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so before we get into it, what have you been watching this week? Um, We've been watching a couple of new things. Actually, we've been really exploring the Discovery Plus app. There's just so much shit on there. Us too. It's, Us too. It's, it's so just, good. It's like literal trash mecca. Yeah. Like, it's so good. It's everything, too, because it's like it's true crime. It's paranormal. It's relationships. Yeah. It's fucking gold rush. Every type of trash you could possibly want. Uh, and so the ones that we've been watching, we watched, we started watching um, Design Star Next Gen, which okay. is like, it's actually week to week. And so it's, it airs every Wednesday, I think. And so there are like three episodes out now and it's just fun. My husband and I both really love watching like interior design shows and especially like interior design competition shows and mm-hmm. so this is like our shit and it's it's been really good yeah and then the other thing we've been watching which this is pure trash and i didn't know it existed and i'm so happy it does and this is just evidence of like how covid has impacted the types of tv shows that are being made because this is there's a show called House Hunters Comedians on Couches and it's literally just comedians watching episodes of House Hunters making fun of them. And I get that. It's like House Hunters riff tracks. <laughs> exactly. It's like the weird like 90 day p- fiance pillow talk. Uh-huh. That but with comedians making fun of people on House Hunters, which is like the reason why you watch House Hunters to uh, be honest. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch that one. It is, and there's really good comedians on there. Seth Rogen is on there. Um, our king, John Mulaney is on there. King and the Prince. John Mulaney is our Prince. Yes, and there it's it's hilarious, like so funny and ultimate trash, and it's just like they're all. It's just them like basically facetiming each other, watching it on their couches. Perfect COVID. Iconic, yeah. I mean, that's basically what we do, but not while it's playing. <laughs> exactly exactly so us and seth rogan we're buddies he can come on the show if he wants we'll watch whatever you want literally whatever yeah we'll talk about anything you want we could do a pottery competition show <laughs> hell yes i'm totally down <laughs> mr rogan if you hear this please contact us tvliterate at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs> what have you been watching this week jillian 
Okay, so we got really fucking into this show called Evil Lives Here on Discovery+. Plus. Ooh, okay. It has like seven seasons, which is the best because we can just like full binge. But it's Hell basically yes. the stories of the people who have lived with like murderers or whatever. And like, okay, so most of them are like, my husband was super abusive and was going to kill me and my family. And that's like big bummer. But then there's some... That are just, like, fucking buck wild. Like, I think one of the very first ones is, like, this kid who was just, like, wanted to kill things from the day he was born. I mean, it was about Spurgeon. So, (laughs) Um, it basically is, it's, like, it's just so wild. Because all these people are, like, oh, well, there was this sign. He threatened to kill me, da-da-da. But nobody would take us seriously. And then he, like, the first episode is about the dude who shot up the mall um, in Omaha. And he, oh like, gosh. killed, like, ten people. And, like, they knew they had institutionalized him, but his fucking dad was like, oh, he'll never act on it. And his stepmom's like, he was going to kill me. And, yeah, <laughs> it was, it's a lot. But That's crazy. It's so I like entertaining. It, it's like, it's like a, because I, I love anything true crime, anything related to murder in general, mm-hmm. because that's just who I am. Yeah. But this is, like, an interesting perspective on it not one that's necessarily explored all the time mm-hmm. you know like who has seen them like who's lived with the, those people and experienced them like day to day every day and seen these behaviors progress mm-hmm. yeah and it's so wild because like so many of them are just like nobody would believe me because they thought he was nice like the cops wouldn't mm-hmm. take me seriously and help me like okay tale as old as time yeah yeah i mean and it's it's nice because i think a lot of them start with like this is the first time these two people have done a media interview about their side of the story because you know nobody wants to hear from the mom of the killer they all want to hear from the mom of the victim which is reasonable because the victim should be centered but i mean i think a lot of these people victimize the people in their homes first Mm mm-hmm so actually here's a good book rec this is oh yeah <laughs> low-key related but not re- it's actually related okay um th- it's called a mother's reckoning and it's by um dylan klebold's mom yes. dylan klebold is one of the columbine shooters yeah it I, was I a know that. really powerful yeah i figured you did but i didn't know you know it's whatever um it's a really decent it's a really good book really powerful i read it like several years ago and it's like wow it just really explores all kinds of all the different angles that come after like dealing with the fact that wow my my son somebody that i created did something so fucking horrible Mm -hmm. and it was it it was really good highly recommend hell yeah yeah i've heard about it because i listened to um behind the bastards which podcast Mm -hmm. rec if anybody wants to listen to it love that podcast um but yeah, no, I'll have to read it. I haven't, I haven't been into true crime reading lately. I've just been reading yeah. book books, book books, book book book. <laughs> book 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 book. Okay. Oh my god, we need help. I do have to say, other trash I watched was the Meghan and Harry interview. Oh yeah, I mean, come I didn't on. watch Royal Trash. Is trash. I mean, that is that is some that is some spicy trash too. I didn't watch like the actual interview. I've watched several clips of it though, and I've like read all about it. So I we watched it live. <laughs> Ooh, you guys are so. Cool. We wanted the tea, but also when we finished house, we started suits, so we're automatically like Meghan Markle. We gotta come watch your interview. <laughs> watch her. Yeah, and it was nuts. It was nuts. I they said a lot more than I thought they were gonna say. Me too. Me too. Good for them. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm proud of them, and also. Mm-hmm. 
if we're still surprised that the British monarchy, the land of colonialism, is racist, we may need to look at England again if we're surprised by that. Like, Yeah, yeah, it's not at all surprising. Like, imagine <laughs> yeah. that, like, this, this, you know, you're born into this, and so literally you can only be white and be royal. Like, that's literally the whole background of it. Yep. Kyler and I were talking about this earlier. Ugh, there's just so many layers to it. I know, so many layers. It's like an onion. It is, just like in Shrek. <laughs> a parfait. <laughs> All right, let's get in. Let's get into it. Let's start. I need to. Do I need this. to do some Duggar shit talking. That is what yeah. cleanses my soul more than anything. Oh my god! And yes. I need it after this week. Seriously. So we are going to pick off where we left off. Pick, pick up, up where we <laughs> left off. We're gonna pick them off. Words are hard. I get it. Um, last week, and we're gonna finish up season ten of Counting On. And wow, there's just there's a lot going on in a season. There's just so many, so many babies, so much, so, so much many babies. But I will will say, I'm so fucking glad that we didn't have to do another wedding planning set of God. I know episodes. There, there was like five seasons in a row of it, so it, it is nice so to bad. get a break. Yeah, like I'm fine with babies. Babies at least are entertaining because you get to like have them puke on people on camera and stuff. What's better than that? Nothing. <laughs> Watch Spurgeon have some tantrums. Yes. Or as they started in episode six, baby number two, but who? Jeremy <laughs> dragged Felicity through like a f- puddle of tempera paint. It was it was a mess because yeah, they were making a Mother's Day painting whatever for 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 Ginger by Felicity. So basically, he just like put a bunch of paint on a canvas or something. And mm-hmm. just like wiggled her body over it, and she was like eating the paint. Mm-hmm. I know I was very stressed out by this because I was like, "You should have gotten like this." Looked like paint that was for like the poor paint, like because it was yeah, so it liquidy. Not, it did not look like child, like finger paint, paint that a child should be putting anywhere <laughs> in or on their body. Yeah, and of course, the first one just turned out baby poop green because we all yes. know that the end point, like how all species must eventually turn to crabs, all colors must eventually turn to baby poop. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of people who don't understand that, like the more colors you mix, the not the not good it's gonna be. Somebody <laughs> didn't get enough color theory, color wheel stuff in primary school. I don't know Clearly. elementary school art class. <laughs> Clearly, just stick to like two or three colors max. Yeah, he finally figured it out with the neon. Those were cute, yes. the pink and yellow. Yeah. But like, yeah. this dude. <laughs> <sighs> And it was so weird too because like he just gave her the gift like in one of the talking head segments like it was it was very like happy mother's hey, day let's do this for tlc mother's day tlc edition it was i hated yeah. it i hated it too and you could tell ginger wasn't really into it and jeremy wasn't really into it and felicity wasn't really into it so and neither was i nope me neither <laughs> But for her trying to stuff fistfuls of paint down her gullet, I was into that. Where she's like, ah! And he's like, stop! And she's like, ah! Yeah, anything anything is going to go into that mouth. Yeah. That's that age. That age. That age, baby. So, okay. So next up, this is something that I think we've talked about a couple times before. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Jessa arranged for a speech pathologist to come to her house to assess Henry's speech. Uh, they had gone to an ears, nose, and throat doctor at one point. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that. 
Um, and so this time they're getting a speech pathologist. Mm-hmm. And I loved this part because Jessa was talking about, you know, worry about her Henry's speech. And she just goes, am I doing something wrong as a mom? And it's like, <gasps> yes. I mean, it has nothing to do with Henry's speech. But the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, not for this. This is something else. But for everything yeah. else, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I know. And this just, it's like the whole thing is just kind of a bummer to me because you know they're not going to be like great if this kid is, you know, autistic or any of these things. They're going to be like autism speaks. Let's try and cure this child kind of bullshit. Yeah, either that or like let's not acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're we're not going to help you make anything of your life by making very reasonable accommodations to help you but yeah right i mean it is a good sign it is a good sign that jessa got you know is addressing things pretty early on Mm -hmm. so hopefully that's good um and it it ends up being that henry is in a moderate stage of delay he's like six months delayed Mm -hmm. and um yeah, so the therapist, and it seems like he's like starting to pick up on some words at this point, and so they're hoping that it kind of progresses a little bit more and a little bit quicker. Yeah, it seemed but... like he was understanding language, just that he is yes. not able to make it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, he just can't express it himself, but he can understand, and yeah, so that's yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, the whole thing, though, not just kind of on this part is. This is, like, really noticeable in this episode now that we've talked about it. There was so much fucking Michelle and Jim Bob talking head time. I don't there was so care much. about it, what yes. they think about how Jessa took her kids to the doctor. Like, you guys don't believe in COVID. I'm not going to believe that you really believe in this, like, actual science, medical science. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. No, this season is very Michelle and Jim Bob heavy. <sighs> it's so bad i kept writing like why am i seeing their face on my screen (laughs) i know and it's always just them giving advice on how to like i don't know be a totalitarian parent and yeah (laughs) i don't even know yeah not allow your children to have any like um free will until they are married and move out of your house yeah cool and even then they don't really we'll get that in a little bit too (laughs) yeah um (laughs) so next up in this episode Joe and Kendra are going to Laredo to visit Ginger and Jeremy right before they move and kind of help them get things together for their move to L.A. Ginger throws everything out, which is, I like it. I like it. Mm -hmm. I love it when people can throw some stuff out. I can throw some stuff out, but I think Chris is our pack rat. Like the Duggar boys. Yeah, I'm, we're both kind of pack rats. I think I'm a little bit better than Kyler, but we're, we're both pack rats. We have a lot of stuff. (laughs) <laughs> we are not minimalists by any means yeah i always want to be a minimalist but then i'm like but i don't want to buy anything again so like yeah. if i buy it once i'm gonna keep it which means eventually i have a lot of stuff yeah exactly you have stuff whenever you need it yeah and works out great in quarantine because yep you need a lot of stuff there's nothing else to do need a lot of stuff um yeah i don't know they were packing up it was fine yeah it was it was really whatever um i had already forgotten that kendra was pregnant at this point like oh god because there's so many people pregnant i'm just like oh right she's having another one 
it's really hard to keep them all straight this season in particular and it's hard to keep straight like okay who's found out what they're having who it, it was just like a whole like a puzzle like you have to keep so many pieces straight in your mind i was sincerely oh considering making a spreadsheet of everybody's babies and their birthdays that's fair <laughs> that's what the I'm, i think that's what michelle and jim bob need if they don't already have it yeah no i think they just have like eye calendar <laughs> for birthdays and that's <laughs> yes it. be like okay whose baby is this that's birthdays coming up i can't remember <laughs> like Wait, whose who baby is ivy's child like who's henry's yes parents? exactly <laughs> Wait, which one? Um, Evangeline or the other one that's named the same thing? <laughs> is it Evie, Evie, or Ivy? Yeah. Evie, Evie, or Ivy. <laughs> or Ivy. I hate that. Oh, my God. Okay, let's just continue and talk about Ginger, or er, er, Kendra, yeah. Joe, and Laredo. So after they work on packing up the house and stuff, Kendra, or er, Jeremy and Ginger take Kendra and Joe out for a nice dinner to thank them for helping i'm amazed that it was actually like a nice place because i was like oh they're totally gonna take them to like the cheesecake factory and be like this is Mm -hmm. fancy well yeah that's what i think it was jeremiah who said yeah fine dining is instead of going through the drive-thru you go inside and Mm -hmm. that sounds like duggar fine dining to me Mm -hmm. but this seemed like an actually nice restaurant um and i guess they know the owner or whatever and so the owner brings out some special appetizers for them to try. Oh my god! And he <laughs> he it was tells so them what good. one. It was so. This part was so funny. He tells them what one of them was. He tells them that one of them was fried frog legs, which I've had frog legs before, and they're good. They taste yeah. exactly like chicken, like yeah. literally exactly like chicken. Um, and, and they the just other look like one, skinny chicken legs, like they aren't. Yeah, it's scary. like a little like a chicken wing, basically. And so the second one, he says he won't tell them until after he tries it, which I would not try something at that point. I need to know what I'm eating. <laughs> I think I would have already tried both by the time he walked up to the table and tell me what they were. I am not an adventurous eater, and I get really grossed out by food really easily, so I have to be careful. That's totally fair. I, however, cannot pass up any free appetizers ever. That's totally fair, too. <laughs> so they try everything um and they like i think everyone seems to like the frog legs enough the second Mm -hmm. thing they say is like the second thing they try is like a taco Mm -hmm. and they say it's very crunchy Mm -hmm. and nobody seems to really like it yeah but they Um, don't hate it but they don't like it right and when pete comes back he tells them that they ate grasshoppers Mm mm-hmm and Kendra literally wanted to die when she oh, found yeah. this out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which That's fair. Pretty. I mean, she was pregnant too. So like things are always a little bit grosser and weirder with food and eating it mm-hmm. when you're pregnant. And yeah, so it's like if ugh. coffee is freaking you out, I don't think eating grasshoppers for the first mm-hmm. time is going to be the best decision. No, no. But I, I always love watching the Duggars interacting with any type of thing that they're not comfortable with because it's, it's just, so good it's so so good they're just so afraid of the world like they're just like little newborn deers coming out in the springtime just like what is this is this grass <laughs> yeah but it's so strange because at the same time they have like such a confidence that like they're better than everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know like it's it's yeah. such a weird dichotomy going on there Yes, I agree with you. 
Yes. I was trying to think about some how else we could talk about it, but I don't really. They're just not very adventurous, which is fine. Yeah, that's fine. But they are very superior, which is not. They fine. are. That is not fine. That's <laughs> definitely not fine. Um, and so to wrap things up in Laredo, they take Kenjo to St. Augustine Square, which is like I guess a park type place. Mm-hmm. It looks yeah, nice. it seems like to be like a Central Park kind of area. Yeah. And they saw a mariachi band, which was fun. And then they go into a talk about music and what they're allowed to listen to and how they're not allowed to dance. And they showed a clip that I love this clip from 19 19 Kids Kids and Counting. Counting. Yeah, where one of the younger boys was like in a store and playing with a toy that like played music. And he was like literally dancing Mm -hmm. to the music. And Jana was like, oh, he wasn't dancing. He was he was jumping for joy. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then then Bob's like, no, he was dancing and that's why we don't allow toys like this in our home. No dance. What? I just don't like, wow, you can't dance. Yeah. What is it? Footloose? It is. It's fucking Footloose. I don't remember if it's Footloose or the other one where you don't put baby in the corner, but don't do it. Mm -hmm. When I also I have a quote from when they were talking about the different types of music that they listen to and what they're allowed to listen to. And I think john david was trying to say like we don't really listen to a lot of music with words like mostly instrumental is what he was trying to say but Mm -hmm. he was like our goal is keeping music to being something more melodious Uh uh-huh and it's like i think that can be said for like most music that's just like a common theme in music no matter what what type of music it is yeah no that's just like code words for we think that all of the like hip-hop and rock and anything that's not praise music or classical music is of the devil yes yes elvis and those swinging hips i know right oh my god gone straight to hell straight to hell lust (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's see what happened in this episode Um, okay so we go back to the big house and we meet up with some of the little girls mostly i think it was Mm because they're taking care of a calf because the the mom died unfortunately when after Mm -hmm. he delivered the calf the calf is a girl but his name is paco i don't know because they thought that it was a boy yeah and they were like oh it's just the cow dangly part not a ween they (laughs) do kind of all have that little dangly part it's weird yeah yeah it is um Oh, and this is where we see Anna again, and Ugh. Anna's being introduced again, too. Just mm-hmm. like Michelle and Jim Bob, she's suddenly making a lot of appearances, which mm-hmm. really makes me wonder if they're going to start bringing Josh in at some point. God, if they do, we're going to stop. We're going to have to stop. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. Like, I will not watch it if Josh is on it for this point. Sorry. Mm-mm. He should we'll not be allowed on the show. Boycott. Yeah, seriously. He's such a punk ass. Oh, also, at this point... At this time, Anna says that she is announcing a baby, baby number six in November, Ugh. which is like the month of the babies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I just wrote, why is Anna on my screen, too? <laughs> yep, yep. That's my feelings, exactly. Um, I did, like, since I haven't watched any of the 19 Kids and Counting kind of stuff, really, Um, I did get the new tidbit for me. Like the buddy system that Michelle had jurisdictions for the children instead mm-hmm. of chores. That's a little wild. It's weird to me because 
to me, it, it it's really similar to courting versus dating and the jurisdictions versus chores. They just feel like they have to differentiate it in some way, but it's literally just chores. I don't know why mm-hmm. they have to feel like they have to call it something so, like... Honestly, I don't even know. I, my vibe I got on it was it's jurisdictions in kind of the biblical sense, too, like women's work versus man's work. So, like, the Ugh. girls can't do the boy chores. And I think that was kind of, like, the nice way that michelle is was couching it for you know 17 18 19 kids and counting i hate that's that. my guess yeah that sounds right i hate it yeah <laughs> yeah because you can't go into somebody else's jurisdiction oh. you have your jurisdiction yes yeah it is very like it feels much more like controlling mm-hmm. than just being like your chores yeah yeah like everyone has the same chores like it's like right. you know everybody washes the dishes and does vacuuming and takes out the mm-hmm. trash but not in the Duggar household only the boys can take out the trash only the right and only the girls dishes. can do the you know 18 laundry. loads of laundry a day yeah <sighs> yeah <sighs> so the last part of this episode is family fun night again because every monday night is family, family fun, fun night and they usually do a themed dinner and an activity. And for mm-hmm. this family fun night, they are doing like a painting, guided painting class video yeah. type thing. And I love that they're doing like some kind of dumbass guided painting thing because they're like, oh, no, Bob Ross is going to be a sinner. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like Bob Ross. He has happy little trees. He's he's not going to corrupt your children. Just do a Bob Ross painting. It's yes, kind of fun. exactly. Um, and so during this... Um, Sorry, my brain activity. just fucking died. During this activity, Joy makes an announcement. You guessed it. She is moving to LA. No. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> she is announced she's expecting baby number two. And so they announce it by like putting in a picture in the middle of the video. And it takes like everyone so fucking long to figure it out. Yeah. They really should have done it like at the very beginning or the very end. I agree. It was weird that it was like right in the middle of it. I under I guess mm-hmm. I get like they wanted it to be more surprising, but it felt like I don't know. Would have been Everybody just was surprising working on their project at that yeah. point in time, so they weren't looking up. Yeah. And I loved how it particularly took Jim Bob forever to figure it out because he wasn't even paying attention to the video. He was just painting whatever mm-hmm. the fuck he wanted, which is exactly what I would have expected him. He's oh, yeah. not the type to he does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, he's not going to follow no instructions. He's going to paint a teepee on a hill. Exactly. Oh, Jim Bob. Oh, Jim Bob. But she's Um, due three days after Kendra. She is, yes. And so this makes five babies due this year. Which is... Four in November. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy, crazy. It's too damn high. Too damn high. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I agree. That's too many babies to have in one family at one time. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. Shall we move on to marriage boot camp? Let's do it. This is one of this episode I'm so excited to talk about. I don't know. There's oh just so God. much going on. I I just I just don't even know. I know. It's just it's so much. So Jim Bob and Michelle coordinated a marriage retreat for the married couples. Mm-hmm. Well, some of the married couples. And I just want to know why, like, why did they, I guess I understand the point of marriage retreats in general, but like, why did they have to coordinate it for their own kids? 
Maybe to take care of all the grandchildren? That's all I don't I know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But all I know is, you know, I went to an evangelical church for like a year with an ex-boyfriend. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. And um, they were so into marriage counseling, pre-marriage counseling, pre-dating mm-hmm. counseling, post-marriage counseling, honeymoon counseling. Like they just fucking love to get you in there so that they can tell you that all of your sins are bad. Yeah. I'm all for counseling 100% if it's needed like but it feels very controlling. Yeah, cuz the counseling is like are you going to obey your husband now? Right. Yeah, it's not like a counselor like yeah. a, a third party neutral person. That 100% do that if you need it. But yeah, I mean it's a church. They're not neutral. Uh-uh. No, they have their own ideas of how your marriage should look. Yeah. And so for this retreat, Pastor Caldwell is leading it, who is Kendra's dad and their pastor. It's just like it's all very like what it just feels like you shouldn't be giving this type of counsel counsel to your own children. Like that's too yeah conflict yeah. of interest there. Yeah. Yeah. And also why? As a father, would you want to know about, like, let's yeah. say intimacy issues of your daughter or whatever? Any, yeah, like, no. Uh-uh. No. Dads should only know, like, if they need to go beat someone's ass. <laughs> yeah, <it>. exactly. <laughs> My favorite part about all of this, though, is that Josiah and Lauren had only been married 10 months at this point and John and Abby had only been married like less than six months and they're already mm-hmm. on this marriage retreat. Can you fucking imagine? It makes me want to die. Oh, God. <laughs> I have at the beginning of this, like my second note on this episode is I'm already so sick of seeing Jim, Bob and Michelle. Yeah, it was my third note because my second note was <laughs> noticing that they brought Settlers of Catan to play while they were there. And I was like, fuck yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. I'm ruthless at that game, though. I can't ever play it with people that I'm like friends with because I'm like, I will kill you if you don't give me a sheep. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I can totally see you being like that. Yeah, I don't know why. I have to win Catan. I must settle it. <laughs> you must settle that Catan. Oh, God, am I a colonizer? You are, but that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) So the first lesson that they're learning at this retreat is about communication, which is Mm -hmm. a very key point in a relationship, obviously. Um, So it's weird because at the beginning of each of these, like, lessons, they have basically, like, group therapy, Mm -hmm. which was weird. It's church thing. It's the, like, they have the, like... um newlywed groups where they do this kind of stuff too like trust building exercises and intimacy shit i don't know it's terrifying yeah it's weird and it's like i like i said like they're all siblings and parents it's just this is all very personal information that frankly your siblings and your parents don't always need to know and probably shouldn't know all this stuff so it feels so it felt really weird yeah it just feels like so like codependent Yes, exactly. Because it's like, these are the people you're going to for everything, for all of your advice. You don't have any other outside, you know, influences whatsoever. It's scary. It's bad. Mm-hmm. And you know, everything that you say will get back around to all of them, too. Right. Exactly. I loved so. also when they were talking about communication, 
um, this episode is what like cemented my I don't like Lauren thing. Like she, this episode, woof. She was well, and it was funny because she was talking about how her and Josiah. Seems like they have a lot of communication issues and stuff like that. And Josiah is very much a talker, mm-hmm. and my husband is very much a talker. Yes. And so I, I really, I felt weird connecting to her because she was like, sometimes I just have to be like, "Honey, stop talking." And I'm like, if you could count the amount of times I've had to say that in my life, mm-hmm. where you're just I mean, like, be- I need you to stop talking because I need to say something in response to like four yes. points ago. Most of the time when I say it, it's him going on and on about like some type of weird building in a TV show we're watching and I need Mm. him to stop talking so I can pay attention to the show. So that's fair. It's not super serious, but I definitely related to that. Yeah. I think the only times I've ever told Chris to stop talking, I don't even think I said stop talking. I think I said, I don't understand what you're talking about because he was just talking to me about baseball stats for like 20 minutes and I was like, yep um so when you hit it it's a foul (laughs) he's like (sighs) the best thing about kyler is he just likes to talk and like a lot of times when he's like really getting into something that i don't understand or like that i need a visual for and he's just talking about it i'll be like kyler just so you know i don't understand what you're talking about he's like that's fine just let me talk and Mm -hmm. i just let him talk and yeah you know sometimes you just gotta think outside of your head exactly you know that's fine he can talk if he wants i love him um (laughs) but yeah so i just loved the i love lauren just sounds like such a nightmare to live with honestly i mean they both sound like nightmares to live with honestly like living with josiah the first prank he pulled uh he would be dead no yeah i don't have patience for that kind of stuff at all Mm -hmm. yeah you switch my sugar and salt uh i'm sorry you have a shallow grave in the backyard now that's true that is true uh, that could kill me. Literally kill me. So yeah. Don't fuck with people's food. Yeah, true. It's rule number one of good pranking. That is no, true, yeah. No fucking with food. No injury. And don't jeopardize their job or their relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just That's don't be an asshole. Like, Yeah. You can pull fun pranks. Like one time I put um, my boss was in a meeting when I was at my last job. And it was April Fool's Day and we had to work. And so I printed out all these little tiny heads of Nicolas Cage and I replaced all of the heads in his photos with them like just you know set them on top of it and close the frame and then I put it like on his like phone receiver and everywhere so he was finding Nick Cage's for like probably four months that's amazing (laughs) now that we've run down what is an acceptable (laughs) prank or not still they both would be completely unmanageable to live with unmanageable yeah I'm not no so to test their communication skills, the mm-hmm. they do a little activity where the boys get into a boat. They're blindfolded. They have to like col- collect a little duck, I think. Yeah, and like a bring it duck. back. Yeah, and they're being guided by their wives on walkie-talkie. Oh, it was so good. This was, it was so it was good. good. <laughs> it was good. This what Lauren was so mean. The way she was talking to Josiah, she's like, "Hurry up, hurry!" And he was like the first one done by like a long shot, by like half an hour. He was when he got done, he was like, "Jesus, I thought there was somebody like right behind me. Why were uh-huh. you thinking me like fucking kill myself to get this duck when there's like nobody even close?" She's like, "Cause I wanted you to win. Yeah, I wanted to be proud of you today." Lauren scares me. She scares yeah. me. 
Yeah, she may be a good Michelle Duggar replacement one day. Oh, God. That's... She has the control issues. Whew. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite was Jessa and Ben. Yes. Because <laughs> if that doesn't explain Jessa and Ben's life, I don't know what does. Jessa thinks she has it under control, but can't grasp the very basic things of left and right, which I cannot yes. either. I have no idea what left and right is. It's hard sometimes. But then Ben is just out there spinning. spinning. Yeah, and he's just and he's like not he's like a little annoyed, but he can't he's not the type to get like mad. Really he's just like this mad. this doesn't matter. I'm just out here paddling forever. I just love this too because um Jess is like 8 months pregnant. You could tell she just like does not fucking care. Mm-hmm. She's like literally just laughing into the walkie-talkie <laughs> as she watches Ben just like scrambles. <laughs> It was so good. It was and, oh, the worst one was Austin and Joy for me, though, because uh-huh. Austin got like way too aggro with it. And I say this he is did. like a very competitive person, but he got like. Aggro. Uh, yeah, Austin seems to be like a very like I could see him having some anger. Weird yeah. competitive issues. I don't, I don't think he's doing too well being a new dad. I think yeah. he's uh, officially found the end of his rope. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Um, but yeah, I loved watching them do all that. It was amazing. It was so funny. It, it was, was so, so funny. Good. Who else did we forget? John, David, and Abby. They were fine because they're adults. Yeah, and <laughs> Joe and Kendra. But yeah, they were Joe and Kendra. Adults. Yeah, <laughs> which is wild that Joe and Kendra are like adultier adults than the other ones. Yeah, but <sighs> that's how it happens, I guess. Um. Oh yeah, I was. <laughs> I have a, my notes that I was going to ask what we think Jana was doing this weekend. But then I remembered that Jessa said that she had left Spurgeon and Henry at the big house. And so that's what she's doing is taking care of Uh them. (laughs) Yep. She's just taking care of the kids being Jana mom. Mm -hmm. Mom Jana. Mom Jana. Mom (laughs) Jana. That's how I was trying to do mom Michelle. (laughs) Mom (laughs) Jana. So the next focus of the retreat is on compromise. So they do another little group therapy session. This whole one, like the the boat one makes sense. That's like right out of like a management right. communication thing. This one where he's just like, go make a fucking nest. Yeah, I didn't understand what, like, how does, they're basically their, their activity for this part was they had to build a nest together and it had to be like secure enough that like marbles couldn't go through or whatever. Yeah. And okay, that's I understand that's like a teamwork, you know, type of exercise, but it doesn't really like compromise. I don't really know if uh-uh. that's like the best way to illustrate compromise. Yeah. Like, you could have come up with something better than that. Yeah, I feel like there are better ones for sure. It was it was so dumb. And I love that they were just like, here's a bunch of sticks on the table. <laughs> Yep, sticks and marbles, that's all you get. Um uh so during this project, Lauren was talking about how it's hard for her and Josiah to work on a pro- project together because they're both very stubborn. Um they just don't seem to be a good fit to Mm-mm. me at all. Um and actually um about halfway through this challenge, Josiah decides he's going to do what he wants to do and Lauren decides that she is going to go lay down because she has a headache and she's going to let Josiah figure it out. 
And then reveals in the talking head later that it wasn't that she had a headache. It's that she just didn't want to deal with Josiah being bossy anymore. Yep. Which, like, that's the most telling thing ever. You're at a fucking marriage retreat. You've been married 10 months and you can't even, like, go through with this one little dumb activity with your husband. It's... Mm -hmm. Like, you could have fun doing that. It doesn't it doesn't really mean compromise, but, like, you could have fun making a yeah. nest. Everybody also, else seemed like, to have a fine time. Yeah, like, who fucking cares if it doesn't even work out? Like, it's not supposed to be a big, stressful thing. Anyway. You might disappoint your pastor. You might. Um, yeah, and it's like, she's always using her pregnancy as an excuse to, like, get out of things. And it's like, that's not, not cute. Mm -mm. especially when five other people are pregnant around you yeah exactly one of them is like almost like ready to pop any second now like i think you can handle it it's fine yeah like just as being a good enough sport and yeah she's eight and a half months pregnant like just yeah. chill the fuck out girl exactly. like i get you're stressed this is a very anxious time but maybe mm -hmm. you should have just said no we're not going to do the marriage retreat yeah exactly <sighs> um like what's the point in even whatever we'll get into that in a second. yeah <laughs> um so Joy and Austin, I feel like they seem to work pretty well together on this. And mm -hmm. um, I, I think I was it was nice to see that Austin was at least listening to what Joy was saying and taking her suggestions, because I feel like a lot of guys in this family are not, are, you know, one to Terrible. listen to their wife's decisions no. or ideas. No, so. but I think the new generation is better. Yeah, honestly, because like even John David, which was hilarious. Yeah. And John David said that he's very flexible. I'm like, compared to who? Yeah, like, like you seem mm -hmm. like a dude who likes routine. You're yeah, a, yeah. you're a cop and a pilot. Those are yeah. very structured things. Um, but oh, I really liked that Ben was like, I know that if I want to have like a sit down dinner, like we have two kids and one on the way, like I'm just gonna have to make it myself if I want to sit down dinner. Yeah. I was like, good, good boys. Yeah. Can you imagine Jim Bob ever being like, oh, I had to make dinner myself? Yeah, no, no, not at all. Yeah, I think Ben, Ben, I think is one of the, definitely one of the better spouses in mm -hmm. terms of like doing what their spouse needs of them and not just like expecting their spouse to do everything, Yeah, which is good. Um, and I think it, it was interesting watching them in this challenge because they both kind of ended up doing a separate thing and then they came together at the end and combined them, which I thought was kind of very fitting for them. It just seems yeah. like that's how they would do things. And like the better flip side of the same coin that Josiah and Lauren are on, where they're both stubborn, yes. but in the end they can bring it together to make something work. Right. right. And instead of freaking out and having to go take a time out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So point number three. Commitment. commitment. <laughs> I love okay, the best so Lauren doesn't even show up to the commitment part, which is so mm -mm. funny to me. That's so ironic that she doesn't come to the commitment part. She yeah, she didn't commit really to commit it. to this weekend. No. Um, that says she the kids kept her up that night and she wasn't feeling good. And which like this, I think we talked about this in the camping episode we watched, but like that's your life is going to be kids keeping you up now that you have a baby. That's something you're going to have to kind of learn to adjust to. Mm -hmm. And what's the point of Josiah even being at this, though? He's just by himself with this commitment. <laughs> thing. Poor dude. He probably just like didn't know that she wasn't going to show up. And then she just like texted from the bed. Nice. Yeah, that's probably true. Um. <laughs> They probably have not spent three spent three solid days together ever in their marriage. Like yeah. he's been working and she's been homing and whatever. Like this is probably like the most 
time together they've ever spent at one they time. They can't handle it. Yeah. Um. So for this section, they have to write new vows and renew their vows in front of everyone. And this was so funny because John and Abby have been married six months and they have uh-huh. to renew their vows and write new vows. I would literally just read the same vows I read on my wedding day. Yeah, no it's one would remember. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> I loved that they made, or Pastor Caldwell filmed Josiah reading his vows to Lauren. Mm-hmm. And then the, like, kiss. Oh, God. oh God. It was so awkward. I wanted to die, like, that whole time. <sighs> I don't know. I think jo- Joy and Austin were going through some shit in these episodes, and they- maybe that's why they did the marriage thing, because, like, both of them kept saying kind of cryptic things where they were like, Austin's like, oh, yeah, you know, I forgot to cherish and love and spend quality yeah. time with Joy. And, you know, Joy's like, I'm not going to go to bed angry and I'm going to be more faithful and stuff. And I'm just like, what the fuck are y'all going through? Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think J- Joy kept referring to, like, there are several things that we need to work on, which I think is true for everything for every couple in some yeah. ways. But it, I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like they were having, like, more problems than a couple that's only been married a couple years should yeah. have. Yeah, like, everybody has their arguments, but, like, it shouldn't be things that, like, you bring into the marriage counseling weekend where it's just like, I fucking hate this guy secretly seething underneath the surface. Right, yeah, it's, it's not great, but, yeah, I can see, I can see Austin being kind of a hard person to be married to for many reasons. He doesn't seem to be... I don't know. He just seems to be very headstrong and very confident, which is good in yeah. some ways, but not in a lot of ways. He is confident, but without any like emotional inte- intelligence to like read that other people right. are need something else from him. Right. Which, you know, wasn't he the one who had to build five houses to be ready to marry? Like, <laughs> yes. So he just learned how to build houses instead of how to have a relationship. <laughs> I mean... Would have been worth more more if you had five, if you were like, you have to have five courtships before you get married. That's not allowed. That's, that sounds like sinning to me, Jillian. Mm -mm. Well, you know, Janice had maybe a couple. Maybe. We don't know. Too saucy to live. (laughs) All right. Are we ready to move on to the next episode? Yes. Okay. So episode eight is called five pregnancies and counting. I want to die. I know. (laughs) So this episode starts with Jana hosting a girls only garden party at the big house um, to kind of get together everyone together while everyone is pregnant and celebrate and it's springtime and flowers. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's fortunately it's raining the day of the party. And so the plan is for them to start the party inside, have appetizers and stuff, and then they're going to make floral arrangements, hopefully outside. Which honestly sounds fun as fuck. Like I yeah. would love to make floral arrangements. This was a cool party. Like, I would just love being to be able to, this. to like put stuff together like that. Like yeah, hell yeah. Sounds fun. I'm all about like doing those fun little creative things, and it's like uh-huh. new and exciting and different, but still like kind of familiar. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Same thing as like sip and paint. Just yeah. Sit and talk and hang out, and it doesn't really matter, but you get something out of the end that you've mm-hmm. done. Yeah, we get more Anna in this episode. Gross. And um, oh, also we're t- they were talking about how it's you know baby again, whatever, uh-huh. and how there are three the tsunami the tsunami of babies. There are three babies due within eight days of each other. 
Mm-hmm. Three and babies. Four babies are due in November. Yeah, and Six. three of them within the yeah. same like week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's too much. That's nuts. Let's see if it's November. What what did that have to do? Like Valentine's Day? Yeah, yeah. Gross. Yep. <laughs> so many Scorpios. Oh. Oh God. Joy said something, and I can't remember the full sentence, but she said it's like flowers blooming and the mommies are blooming, and I just wanted to die. I yeah, just that's everybody disgusting. to remember that she said that. So I hate that so much. Yeah, it was bad. Ugh. And then, of course, the producers did make the joke to Michelle on the Talking Head. You're going to need a whiteboard and a chart. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. And it's like, we don't prepare. <laughs> <laughs> it's not It's not the Duggar way to prepare for anything. Uh-uh. None at all. Okay, now I'm done. Okay, now you're done. So <laughs> next up, Jessa and Ben are taking the boys to Eureka Springs, which is where they got engaged mm-hmm. to kind of relive their engagement and their lives together. So beautiful. She's Five eight, years ago. She's eight and a half months pregnant. Like, why would you do this to yourself? I why wouldn't know. you do this earlier on in your pregnancy if you wanted to do it? Like, I would maybe not be. Maybe it's just to get the boys' energy out. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I would not be. Oh God, I just don't have, I don't have any energy and I'm not even pregnant. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine being eight months pregnant and just like walking around a town with your two little boys. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, I mean, staying at home with two little rambunctious children sounds yeah. bad too. So just, just make Ben go take him to the park or something. Just Hell yeah. go take a nap. So there's obviously a ton of proposal flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to a train yard and ride a train, which the boys have fun with. Mm-hmm. Spurgeon suggests that they should name the baby Spurgeon. Uh-huh. Because he wants more in his infernal oh, army. Oh, God. That's terrifying to think about. Yeah. Really what terrifying. What if there were multiple Spurgeons? I, one is way too much, so <laughs> I can't imagine multiple. <sighs> um, And then they end up at the chapel which is where he ended up proposing to her and it's a really really beautiful chapel yeah it's really cool it's like industrial almost but in the woods it's cool it's really cool who knew yeah i don't know it was fine it was cool lots of reminiscing lots of reminiscing (laughs) the the last couple episodes of this section got real like where i just like i need to fast forward through these flashbacks i don't want to watch this again lots of flashbacks (laughs) lots of flashbacks for sure um, so next up, Josiah and Lauren are going to get an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks about how it's been hard to relax during this pregnancy, especially since she's had a miscarriage, which totally fair. Like, I feel like anyone would be like on edge mm-hmm. on, in a new pregnancy after just having a miscarriage. Um, and she talks about how initially her progesterone levels were low. Um, and But she said, but Josiah always said, it's not our baby. It's God's baby. <sighs> I fucking wrote that too. I was just like, oh, I God. hate that. It's hate your that. baby. You have to take care of it and make sure yeah. it's okay, like as much as you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. The baby looked fine. They're getting blood tests done to determine the sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of course we've got to have another gender reveal party. Don't we have like two? I think this. Yeah, there's two in this. Two in these episodes coming up. 
Um, let's see. So then we switch to everybody is trying on each other's maternity clothes and Jana is doing all of the alterations on all of these clothes for all of her sisters and sister-in-laws, yes. which is fucking wild. It is wild. And it's also just wild in general that you have that many people that are just your siblings to do a maternity clothes swap with. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's... I can see like if you had a group of friends that, you know, yeah. had all had babies sure. in the past couple of years and you're like, okay, let's have a swap. But like these are just siblings. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll have multiple because then they'll all grow out of these clothes with their baby tummies, but then they'll have to swap again. Yeah, exactly. It's like God. Um, but yeah, I loved how Jana was like there, but just to do alterations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then of it. course we had to get Michelle talking about all of her girls being pregnant, and she's just there for prayer support. And I'm like, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and Jess, in this part, we start getting some, like, foreshadowing because mm-hmm. Jessa talks about how she's not worried about going early because she's gone five days over for both of her pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Um, foreshadowing. So yep. if in the, in the Doug, in true Duggar way, if it hasn't happened before, why prepare for it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could literally like it. it's it's totally a predictable thing that you can predict. When you're going to go into labor. Right, right. You can say, no, not today. We're going to go five days after due yeah, date. Yeah, exactly. Today's not good. I'm not, I'm not really feeling it. The weather's God not great. God will listen, I guess. God, it's God's baby, Jillian. It's God's baby. Wants. All right, Virgin Mary. <laughs> it's not God's Our- baby. What's your Mary? <sighs> All right, so let's get into the first gender reveal party. Uh, oh. Lauren is having one at her parents' house. And so they're basically what they're doing is supposedly there's all these balloons and well, there are all these balloons and supposedly one of them is filled with colored confetti and everything, all of the rest of them have white. And so they have to pop them until they hated get, this. This, this was is so, the worst kind so of annoying. prank. I would have been so annoyed. It was like 25 balloons that they had to pop and stand there and wait yeah. and look. And then she's they like, to- ha it's still inside. Well, and then they, like, let one of them go on purpose, and the joke was like, oh, that must have been the one that had it. But then it was Lauren's sister who put this all together, Lauren's little sister, and she's like, I might have another one inside. And so she goes inside and gets the big balloon, and it's it was all set up, and it was annoying, but whatever. And they break the balloon, and they are having a girl. girl. A girl. Bella. Bella, Bella Milagro. Bella Milagro. Beautiful Duggar. miracle. <laughs> Bella. And I think Milagro is her middle name, and I think it might be her mom's maiden name. I think her mom is, if I'm not mistaken, El Salvadorian or part El Salvadorian. Central American. Yeah, it is. She's Central American, exactly, <laughs> as the Duggars would say. Um, and so I think it is a family name. Um, but this is where they talk about the alphabetical order that they're planning to do because baby number one was Asa and so uh-huh. baby number two is Bella and yeah do you think so like okay so I know that she says it's Bella because it means beautiful miracle and whatever but like do you think now she's just like just discovered the Twilight books oh I hope so I hope God, so it would be so good I think like Lauren's life would be changed in oh many yeah ways. she would love it she would love it. I love Twilight. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I used to love Twilight. I mean, I've been to Forks three times. Oh, I'm so jealous. That's the last place that we went before 
quarantine clothes. Oh like, my god, that's if I could have chosen any place to be the last place I went, it would be Forks. My oh, Animal so Crossing good. Island is called Forks. Holy shit, I haven't been to your Animal Crossing Island because I haven't been on Animal Mine Crossing in sucks. like eight months. It sucks, but it's fun. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So to end this episode, like I said, we were foreshadowed before. Mm-hmm. Just as water breaks two weeks early, Sploosh. and sploosh in the kitchen, <laughs> yeah. and all of the family is gone. They're at a wedding in Tennessee. Uh, I think it was one of the Bates weddings in Tennessee, cool. and her midwife's out of town too. Probably because she goes to the same church and is the same wedding. <laughs> yeah, probably. And so literally, the it's so funny because the only person in town was Jill because she's fucking estranged from her family. But uh-huh. she's a midwife. So, I mean, like, if you got to have one of them in town, like, that's a good one to have. Okay. So I did Google this. Jill isn't a licensed midwife. She's just like a homeopathic midwife. Yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me. No, I, I just was wondering. Like, at least yeah. she knows something. Yeah. But yeah. And there was another midwife there, too. There wasn't. It was like a an actual midwife was there, too. Which, a- getting into the next episode, which is when Jessa is going into labor yes, eventually. Yeah. It just smo- flows right into the next one, yeah. Um, I would like to say, fuck that midwife, because Jessa was mm-hmm. going to have a hospital birth with a nurse midwife, and this one was like, oh, no, she's out of town, so let's just do it at home. Like, why? why don't change you- someone's birth plan. No, no, especially not that, because, I mean, and they shouldn't have in the end. I mean, yeah. it was fine. Whatever. But um, also, it was just they were talking about how they were not prepared at all for it. They didn't even think it could happen. And it's like you. OK, when you're two weeks early, you are still full term. You're still full yeah. term. So you should be expecting it could happen any time once you reach full term. Like it can happen any time before then, too. But like, yeah, especially once you reach full term, you should be prepared to go at any second. And like, why aren't you? You have two yes. other kids. So it's not like you have to buy new stuff. Just set the crib up again. Like or. Get another crib if you have to. Yeah. Like, make sure everything's ready to go. Like, you should know by now what you need, what you're going to need. It's your third baby. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was just, it just was so Duggar-ish. Yeah. Not prepared in any way. Duggars really just love to wing it. They do. So, like I said, the family is in Tennessee, and so Josiah and Lauren are flying Michelle and Jana back for so they can hopefully make it in time for the labor. Spoiler alert: Which- they don't. No, because Michelle yarks. They have to pull over because Michelle keeps throwing up, which I get because that would be me as fuck. Oh, yeah. Anytime I get any amount of, like, overheated, if you just, like, if I turn my head too fast, I'm like, oh, God, I'm seasick. Yep. I get, well, I get, yeah, anytime I'm overheated, I get really motion sickness in general, like, motion sick in general anyway by, like, anything. Like, I, there's, like, I can't play a lot of video games because they get so That's fair. Yeah, no, I get that, too. Um, especially with video games like i don't get as motion sick in cars and stuff but like fuck I, if i play like a video game on too big of a screen or something i'll be like yeah i have Bleh. to like lay down for a while mm-hmm. um so yeah they don't make it in time for the birth but um we did get she did we did get to see labor couch again which was we good. did we did i even wrote that it, that i was like oh shit it's the brown labor couch it's just like the labor couch is like a character at this point yeah, it's the fourth child. It is. There was just like a doggy pee pad on the couch. <laughs> I know, in like a small bucket. <laughs> like, oh, that's great. And it's like an upholstered couch, too. It's yeah. not like leather or like something that you could easily wipe off. Like, it's like... Juicy. Yeah. It's going to okay. be a juicy couch. 
Anyway. And I poop. Don't like like you poop when you give birth. There's got to be yeah. poop. Uh, no, thanks. I don't know. Maybe they're the kind who do enemas before they give birth. Yeah. So that it's not disgusting. Yeah. But even still, like, even no still. Um, so, yeah, they had the baby. The baby girl is, she's a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's a girl. It's was a girl. born on the couch um, <laughs> before the family was got there. Which is funny because her water broke at 830 and then she started going into active labor at like 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Like there was, it wasn't like a fast thing. It wasn't uh-huh. like. Yeah. They said it was nine hours until she went into active labor after her water breaking. And then it was two and a half hours until the baby was ready to push out. Like. Yeah. That's like a normal length labor. Like it wasn't like super fast. Like they should have been able to fly from Tennessee to Arkansas in that time. I feel like you could have driven from Tennessee to Arkansas in that time. Yeah. Because from yeah. here to Little Rock. So we've done this because my t- my parents used to live in Austin. So we drove from here to Little Rock. And that was like 10 hours, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit yeah, more Yeah, even that. that's not that bad. And it's a lot closer in Tennessee. Yeah. And they had a fucking plane. You yeah. You have to follow like, roads. I... You just go. What the fuck were they doing? I don't know. Maybe the wedding was that morning. Yeah. <laughs> I would have just skipped the wedding, though. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so after the baby's born, literally the same exact thing that happened with Spurgeon happens again, where she is bleeding a lot. Mm-hmm. And so she needs to be rushed to the hospital, which is where she should have given birth in the first place. Like they had planned. Yeah. Yeah. Jessa <sighs> explains a little bit that it's like when a woman is in the hospital after she gives birth they give her pitocin and it helps um the uterus to clamp down so it doesn't bleed Mm -hmm. and she's like i guess i'm one of those people that needs that (laughs) yeah then go to the fucking hospital i really hope that this is like she's gonna see like okay this has happened twice now i need to i need to give birth in a hospital from here on out. well and like with her pregnancy she's had three babies and now she's had one miscarriage and Mm -hmm. another pregnancy like girl go have a full team of doctors dude yes yes (laughs) better safe than sorry in every case but especially you know when you know that you have had tricky births before and you just had a miscarriage like no no don't take any chances what's the point exactly yeah, so let's see. Jana and Michelle got in after, got into the hospital um, when they were there. Then we had Lauren and Josiah obviously there as well. And, of course, this was a big Lauren moment for her. Because yes, it's this, all a big Lauren moment. Yeah, because Ivy had the same due date as Asa, which, yeah. yes, sad, very big. Have a cry. Yeah. Do some feelings because that is a big thing. But holy shit. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It, it felt weird to me, too, because... I totally understand having those feelings and emotions, but I, I, I don't know. I just don't know if it was like appropriate for her to have all like that big of an emotional response, like right after Jessa gave birth. It just like and like right after Jessa's life was maybe a little bit in yeah. danger again. Like just let them have this day. It's like proposing at somebody's wedding. Like just, exactly, just let them have that day. Cry about it tomorrow when you hold the baby for the first time. Exactly. At their house. Yeah, I agree. Like, and if you know that you're going to be like that, then maybe don't go to the hospital. Maybe yeah, let the fam- yourself. Honey. Yeah, maybe let like Jana and Michelle go in and have their moment, and then you can have your moment later on when you know it's just you and it's not like right after the baby's been here and everyone's just meeting her for the first time. Yeah, yeah, and like mom is stressed, dad is stressed, everybody's tired. Right. Don't you don't need to go in there and have it's not about you. People they're having emotions mm-hmm. too. So right. 
So they named the baby Ivy Jane, which mm-hmm. is my by far my favorite of the Duggar names. It's so cute. It's so cute. It's nice. It's sweet. It's what well, it's a name like Ivy's a name that I think works on all ages too. Mm-hmm. And I, I like it a lot. They've obviously learned their lesson. I hope that they keep this going because I, you know, it's like every baby, they get a little less weird. They had Spurge uh-huh. and Elliot. They went out with a bang. Then they went with Henry Wilberforce, still uh-huh. a weird middle name, perfectly normal, common first name. And then they were like, you know what? We're just going to go all normal. We're just going to be normie from here on out. Yeah, like we're going to be literal plain Janes. Ivy Jane. Literal plain Ivy Janes. Yep. Um. And I guess the other, like, sentimental, poignant part of this is that Grandma's 78th birthday mm-hmm. was this day. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Do we have anything else to talk about in this episode? Yeah, we do. Okay. So the other part of this episode is uh, all about John and Abby because they were just, I guess they were in another, on another mission trip to the Philippines mm-hmm. and they get back and Jana goes over uh, because Abby has been very sick and yeah. Abby announces that she is pregnant. Pregnant. She's eight weeks along and she's been she's... to the ER like three times and admitted yeah. to the hospital. Like this girl is going to have like preeclampsia or something. Holy shit. Um, I'm pretty sure she had um, what's called HG, which is hyper hyperemesis gravidara oh, yeah. or something, which yeah. is um, some pregnant women have it. And it's like basically where you're just like fucking horribly sick. The Latin meaning of hyperemesis gravidarum just means like very serious, lots of barfing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yes. And I think I'm pretty sure she had that. And like, it's awful. I've known people who've had it. It's like you are sick as fuck, yeah. like on your deathbed for like nine months. Yeah. Where you have to like have an IV and like yeah, be like, on bed rest because you just can't do anything. Your, your body's like, fuck this. Yeah, Abby said she's at this point she's eight weeks pregnant and she's already been hospitalized a couple times and has gone to the ER several times to get like fluids. Uh huh. Uh, no fucking thank you. That sounds horrible. Uh huh. But yeah, it's one of those dumb, weird, common things. Like not super common, but like you know, you can just have it in one pregnancy and not have it in another. Right. Yeah. What the fuck? It's crazy. (laughs) But can you imagine like if Lauren had that? Like, it's hard for me to sympathize with Lauren being like, I'm nauseous. I have a headache. I have to lay down. When it's like, literally, Abby has to be hospitalized because she's so sick. But okay. mm-hmm. I know. Again, we shouldn't compare people's pain. But also, <laughs> Lauren, you're still a child. Maybe give it a couple of years so that you mm-hmm. can get some perspective. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Maybe we um, shouldn't have married you off at 19. Yeah. It's generally not a good idea. Don't recommend mm-hmm. it. So Jana comes up with the idea that she is going to announce, Abby is going to announce her pregnancy to the sisters at an upcoming photo shoot that they are having. So they're having Mm -hmm. a photo shoot with all of the pregnant sisters, plus Jessa, because she cheated and went early. And um, they're going to do like a pregnant woman photo shoot. And so Jana is like, you should go and show up and just be in the pregnant woman photo shoot. Which is cute. I think that's it the is. cutest way that they've done a pregnancy announcement so far. This was definitely my favorite pregnancy announcement. It was cute. It was natural. It felt normal. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like the time and the place. Not just, mm-hmm. oh, we're doing family dinner. Let's do a prayer circle. And I want to thank God for the baby in my wife's belly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. The photo shoot's actually in the next episode. So we'll get more into that oh, in yeah. just a second. But the rest of this episode is Kendra and Joe 
and they get an ultrasound and are doing a gender reveal um and so <laughs> it was so funny too because it was literally garrett's first birthday party plus the gender reveal for their second baby uh-huh can you imagine it's wild like i know a lot of people have their kids open up the gender reveal stuff for like their next sibling but usually they're like three or four like yeah they're not turning one year old holy shit like you're just popping them out you are churning out babies yes for real um so uh for the gender reveal they have they make garrett a smash cake well i think it was kendra's sister makes garrett a smash cake confusingly kendra's sister is also named lauren but yes yes different not the duggar one yes um well she might be a duggar later you never know (laughs) that would be really confusing is then there'd be two lauren duggars um so they have in the cake it's either like red or i'm sorry pink or blue in the middle and garrett smashes it and it takes forever and i love that kendra was like trying to dig his hand into it she's like this is taking too fucking long um and anyway they find out that they are having a girl it's girl mageddon girl mageddon it's a wave of baby chiclets wave of pink pink wave <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> um the only other thing that happened in this episode is joy got blonde ginger got blonde ginger got blonde i wrote joy. yes god ginger Too many got blonde. Yeah. yeah she they i guess we feel like we have to you know check in with them every now and then and they're not really doing much except going blonde and moving yeah i did like that Jana was the one to first experiment with her hair mm-hmm. um when she was a youth and became a canary as we all yes. do at least once in our lives. Yes. We're like, what if I bleached this? And then it's like, oh no, this is why you go to a professional. Exactly. Yes. And also we get at this point, we get Michelle talking about how it's a glory for women to have long hair. Uh-huh. I mean, long hair is in the scriptures. You got to have that long, luscious hair to be Jesus-y. God, my hair is so long right now. I am so... Oh God, I'm you should so grow it all the way out and then curl it and become a dugger for Halloween. Oh, that would be fun. That would be good. Become like the black sheep Duggar. God. So let's move in to the last episode. The last episode is called Grandma Duggar Remembered, which is like an ominous title. And we'll get into that in a second. But let's talk about the pregnancy photo shoot first. (laughs) Um, So Jana is tagging along. I love how Jana is just like always at these things for the married couples, but only to help or to like work at it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's the uh, like butleress and their mom right um so yeah the photo shoot's supposed to have like a bohemian natural feel uh-huh. um jessa fucked things up by having ivy early but she's they're still being included and like ivy's in the photo shoot now too which was kind of cute yeah they were um, good pictures they were done mm-hmm. by the yeah. lady who john david found in texas yes, to do the yeah. engagement and then wedding photos texas oklahoma texas? i think tech i think texas i think okay. texas i don't know. um yeah, it's I mean, yeah. But um yeah, I thought they it was good. It was it was a good photo shoot and then um at, like in the middle of the of them taking photos as a, as siblings a car pulls up and they're all like, "Who is that? Mm-hmm. Is it Ginger?" No, it's not Ginger. Who could it is be? Is it Laura? Is it Is it I don't know. Yeah. They were guessing like random ass people like, "Is that Lauren in the front seat?" And I'm like, "Isn't Lauren there?" <laughs> <It's> Lauren. <laughs> Who's Lauren? Um 
Yeah, but it was obviously Abby, and she comes out and asks to join and announce her pregnancy. And like we said, I thought it was really cute. I liked it. It was so that cute. A lot. And it was good because I know, I mean, she had said that she was still feeling shitty that morning. So she yeah. just rolled out of bed and did it. Good for her. Yeah, like, see, she could, if you could roll, if you could, if Abby can roll out of bed to come to that photo shoot to do that, like, you can fucking participate in the marriage retreat, Lauren. Right? Right? <sighs> oh, well whatever <gasps> whatever so moving on um ginger and jeremy are packing up everything in their house to move to la um mm-hmm. it's a very bittersweet and everything the plan is for them to do like a road trip um going from laredo to la and make some stops and stuff along the way but unfortunately um like right before they were about to leave they got a call that grandma duggar passed away Mm-hmm. which was like i mean she'd been sick like she's like they said she'd had a couple of strokes recently so it wasn't yeah. like a complete shock but like what the fuck yeah I looked what at happened it later was crazy like, yeah she fell in the pool and fucking she, drowned she drowned yeah like they they really like downplayed it on the show yeah. they were like we think she had a stroke and she fell into the pool and hit her head or something but it's like yeah Jim Bob was like, we don't really know what happened. And I'm like. But yeah, like she literally like drowned, drowned. Like, fell in the pool and drowned, which is awful. Horrible. And yet another argument for why you shouldn't have your single like widowed old stroked out mother living by herself. Like, I yeah, know it's hard not. to take people's independence, but like you've got to send like uh, one of the older kids over there to live with her or have yeah, her move into something. a house on the compound, like something. you got to keep a better eye on her. Yeah, ugh, it's just it's awful, and yep. it was. I mean, it was sad. They were like they were all very clearly very close with her. Yeah. Um, Michelle talked about like Michelle was really upset. She talked about how her mom died when she was young, and so yeah. Grandma Duggar was like her mom, and it was sad. Ginger yeah. comes to town just uh, for the funeral, obviously. Everybody did their talking. Everybody was mm-hmm. sad. Everyone was sad. Then they did their mega church memorial, which always feels icky to me. But you know, I guess she was part of the community. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I don't know. I don't. Mega church just makes me feel bad. Yeah, mega churches are always like ugh, always bad vibes. But it, apparently, like literally, everyone called her grandma. Like everyone just called her grandma. Which I don't know how I feel oh, about. Yeah. That. That's I weird. don't know either. Yeah, I know. I remember someone said like, oh, yeah, we didn't even know what her first name was for a long time. Yeah, that's weird. I'm like, cool. So she's only a grandma. That's it. Like, it's like, human. is that the only part of her identity that matters? It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like where there's going to be something next season or whenever where somebody gets a bug up their butt and like learns about her life. And it's like, wow, I never knew she did all that. It would have been great to talk about it while she was alive. And it's like, yeah, yeah it would have been but she was only somebody's grandma. Yeah, exactly exactly people people. yeah i don't know yeah there's really not like a ton to say like there's not a lot of snarking to do about somebody dying and their funeral and people being sad about it like it sucks it 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 sucks yeah and it was the last parent that jim bob and michelle had alive so like that's a big that's a big one that's rough definitely yeah but jeremy and ginger off to LA. <laughs> They're off. They're off on on a on a mission, which that's exactly where the ne- next season picks up. I remember. Uh-huh. Um, and oh, I the one other thing I had to mention, <laughs> they were kind of at the end where they're like talking about, oh, what's up and coming, and you know, like they always do. And I didn't. I think I knew this kind of, 
but I didn't really know this, but Joy and Austin are still living in the camper. Yeah. I feel like they glossed over that at the very beginning of this season where they were like, you know, we're going to get another house. We're going to sell this one and we're going to like live in another house that we're going to flip. And it's like, oh, so that means that you're just living in the camper again. Yeah, because because Joy was like, yeah, I'm hoping hoping we'll be out of the camper and in another house before the baby comes because it'd be too hard to have two babies in a camper. But we can do it, I guess. It's like, God. fuck that. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm sure that's why they were so fucked up at the marriage thing the marriage retreat yeah that- can you imagine the fights of like i'm pregnant i'm not sleeping in a fucking camper well i'm just like having to like that small of a space to share like that like brings a lot of tension to begin mm-hmm. with so uh no thanks yeah and with the baby in there yeah exactly yeah <sighs> no thank you no thank you but yeah, I think that's a, that brings us to an end of season 10. We yep. made it through. Yeah. And only one more season. Only one more season. And then next season, I know there's lots of babies. There's lots of lots of stuff coming up. But Yeah. And who knows yeah. what will happen after that because of pandemic. So who knows yeah. if they've been yeah, it's true. or like, whatever. Yeah, I don't really know. I know. I think... I think that normally, like, a season would have premiered already by now. But I mean, like, it's covid so who yeah. knows when the next season will be or whatever but i mean we we have plenty of other things to watch in the backlog yes. and other families to explore as well so don't you worry we're yeah. not going to be giving up on fundy stuff after this Nuh-uh. never never gonna give fundies up <laughs> we've been fundy rolled all right, so if you have anything you'd like to say about today's episode or about the Duggars in general, or if you have any suggestions of things you'd like us to watch or talk about in the future, please let us know. You can send us an email at tvliterate at gmail.com. And you can find us everywhere else on the internet at TV Literate. We are at Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, everywhere. We're just look for us you'll find us if you need to send us a message or send us a funny picture please please send those to us if you see that joy has liked something catty about one of her sisters please let us know immediately immediately (laughs) Immediately. and also we have gotten a couple suggestions in our email over the past few months of what we should watch next and they're all of course long and multi-series because people are into them so we've got sister wives jersey shore has been suggested Mm -hmm. Um, the Bates family the Bates family yeah so like if you guys have any strong opinions on either of those that you want them or don't want them you can tweet at us email us etc yeah definitely we're listening we're here for like whatever you guys want to so please feel free to suggest some stuff or just let us know how we're doing yeah yeah but we will see you guys next time and thanks for being with us for our first year yeah our first year first year in the books happy anniversary everyone happy anniversary and we will see you guys next time (laughs) we love you very much bye-bye bye